Now, this morning, we're continuing in a series we began a couple of Sundays ago. We've been looking at uh, titles and attributes of our Lord and God, Jesus Christ, through the letters of the alphabet. And uh, I believe um, I have some liberty to do that. Uh, we've been studying in Revelation how he's the Alpha and Omega of all our salvation. And uh, we read in uh, Acts chapter 8, there in verse 35, that uh, a good testimony of our brother Philip. It says there that uh, he began at the scripture and opened his mouth and preached unto our brother from Ethiopia, Jesus. Jesus, our Lord and God. And so this morning we're looking at the letter D. We looked at the letter A. Can you think of anything, Jeremy, that begins with the letter A that would describe our Lord and God, Jesus Christ? What's that? Well, that's a good word. I'll take that word. <laughs> Where This is by no means going to be a comprehensive examination of the letter D. I think I found 12 for the letter D. Uh, what about the letter B? I, I remember Gary thought of uh, beautiful. He's... Uh, The beauties of holiness, we think of that verse in uh, Psalm 110, verse 3, where it speaks about God's people being made willing in the day of his power. Uh, And then the letter C. Brother James, can you think of a letter C to describe our Lord and God? (laughs) Well, uh, uh, what comes to my mind is that he's a complete Savior. (laughs) He saves us to the uttermost. How that, beloved, we're complete through the doing and dying of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's uh, Colossians 2.10. But this morning, we're going to look at the letter D. And this is in no particular order, but I, I pray as we look at these beautiful titles and attributes of our Lord and God, Jesus Christ, that it will, it will bless you to consider all these letter Ds. Um, the first one that comes to mind is he's the day spring. He's the day spring Savior. If you look there with me in Luke chapter 1, It says there in verse 78, it says, Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the deserts till the day of his showing unto Israel. He's the the day spring, Savior beloved. And that reminds us of another verse in Colossians chapter 1. If you turn there with me, he's the day spring that rises in our hearts, beloved. He's the Christ in you, the hope of glory. And we read that in Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. It says, To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. As a, another word that comes to mind to describe our Lord and God, Jesus Christ, He's our Deliverer. He's our Deliverer. Look what it says in Romans. Romans chapter 11. There in verse 26. And it says there, And so all Israel shall be saved. Speaking about God's Covenant people, his elect amongst the Jews and the Gentiles. As it is written, there shall come out of Zion the deliverer. 
our Lord and God, Jesus Christ, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. It brings to mind that passage in Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 and 2, does it not? Where we just haven't received one thing of the Lord's hand. Beloved, we received double of the Lord's hand for all our sins and iniquity. It says there, Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem, and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that she's received double of the Lord's hand for all her sins and iniquities. I mean, I'm certain that's what Top Lady <laughs> was thinking about when he uh, penned that stanza. Uh, what's, what's the name of that stanza again? Um, how, it's, uh, what's that? Rock of Ages, that's right. You're familiar with that, Jeremy? Rock of Ages? He penned that stanza, Let the water and the blood from, my, from thy wounded side which flow be the double cure. Save from wrath, <laughs> speaking about our Lord's blood, and make me pure, speaking about his righteousness or his body, the righteousness he established on the earth on behalf of his people. And we also read about, like, I could not exhaust uh, going through all the verses. I'll just show you one more verse where it talks about our deliverer. And I believe that's in Psalm 18. Psalm 18, verse 2, if memory serves. Psalm 18, verse 2, it says there, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. He's our deliverer. He's our deliverer. Um, he's also the, 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 the day dawn and the day star of our salvation. Look what it says in Second uh, Peter. Second Peter. Chapter 1, verse uh, 19. And again, this is speaking about the, the, the mystery of our being made one with our Lord and God, Jesus Christ. While we can rejoice where the Apostle John writes in his first epistle there in John 4, uh, verse, uh, John chapter 4, verse 21 of his first epistle where it says, um, uh, Herein is uh, our love made perfect, <laughs> that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. It says there in verse 19, We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well, that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn. Beloved, he's our day dawn. And the day star arise in your hearts. You know, that's, that's pretty important that we reflect on that, beloved, how salvation is not just some intellectual knowledge you have in your head. It is being born from above, being born by the Spirit of God. And, and Paul testified to that. He talked about when it pleased God, who called me by His grace and revealed Christ. What did he say? Did he say to me? No. <laughs> he said, ever so blessedly in me. Christ in you is the hope of glory, beloved. Now, uh, Jeremiah, you said acceptance, right? Uh, that's a good word. Uh, for this next letter, D, I was just thinking about he's the Savior who gets the job done. <laughs> he's the done Savior. Look what it says in Revelation chapter 21. 
He is the Savior who gets the job done. In fact, his father sent him into the world with this commandment to save sinners. And that's exactly what he did. The Apostle Paul writes to young Timothy in his uh, first epistle to Timothy. And he says, Timothy, a true and faithful saying worthy of all acceptation, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. No other adjective. If that's what you are, Truly, I'm not talking about the pretended sort that looks down their nose at other people. I'm talking about people God has loved and in power has put them into the light and countenance and perfection and beauty of his son. And the light of his son, he shows his people from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. All they are is sin. And if you're a real sinner this morning in this auditorium, I have real good news to tell you. (laughs) He who cannot fail and does not fail was sent of his father into the world to save sinners. And if that sounds too vague, let me just tell you again and say it slowly. If you're a sinner in this auditorium, you can put your name in that statement. Christ Jesus came into the world to save uh, sinful Joseph. (laughs) And he shall not fail. He shall not fail. Look what it says in Revelation 21, verse 6. How wonderful. Not only do we hear it from the cross of Calvary, those three blessed words in English, of course, just one word in the original language, complete, done, finished. It says the same thing here in glory that he said on on the cross of Calvary in in a little bit of different words, but the same thing. It says in verse 6, And he said unto me, It is done. All your justification, all your sanctification, Saved to the uttermost. You're, you're not only saved to the uttermost, He's the one who keeps us, beloved. We're kept by the power of God through faith. And that faith is not speaking about our faith. That faith is speaking about the object of our faith, the faithfulness of God's well-pleasing Son. Uh, so He is the, the, the Savior that gets the job done. He's a done Savior. And just to look at that, that, that portion I quoted again, We've looked at this many times, but it's worth looking at it again. It says in 1 Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 5, and the context is speaking to the elect, to, uh, to the foreknowledge of God the Father. So this is written to the elect. It's speaking to elect sinners, true sinners, real sinners, how that, beloved, you are kept by the power of God, verse 5, through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Why is it a ready salvation? Well, because, beloved, it's, it's, uh, it's done. <laughs> He's the Savior who saves us to the uttermost. I love that. Uh, another passage uh, that you're familiar with, I'm sure many of you, if you look at John chapter 10, again, we're just looking at the letter D, and I don't pretend to exhaust this subject at all, but, beloved, he's the door of the sheep. Look what it says in John chapter 10, verse 7. He said unto them, our Lord and God, Jesus Christ, said unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. There's that wonderful word, shall again. That's the message from the very throne of God. You remember the angel came to Joseph 
And he told Joseph in a dream, he's troubled, you know, his, his betrothed, his fiance, he'd not consummated the marriage, but yet he finds her pregnant and he's troubled over this. And in that, in that trouble, in that trial, the angel of the Lord from the very throne of God came to him and said, Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary for your wife. For what's conceived in her is conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And then this is a great passage of of John, a great chapter. It says in John chapter 10, verse 24, there came the Jews around him and said unto him, almost pretentiously. How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. And the Lord Jesus answered them, I told you, and you believe not. The works I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me, but you believe not. And then he gives us this very solemn, and we ought to read it with reverent fear. This is his answer. He said, you don't believe because you are not of my sheep. As I said unto you, verse 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Now, um, there's another uh, letter D that maybe some of you are not as familiar with. I came across this in the the book of Job, and uh, beloved, he's uh, he's the the daysman. If you look at uh, Job chapter nine, Job chapter nine it says there. If you have a Cambridge uh, King James, it's uh, page six ninety eight to get there. Am I right about that? Yeah. Thereabouts, But if you turn to Job chapter 9 and verse 33, this is when Job was looking to uh, an advocate, a mediator. He said, Neither is there any daysman betwixt us that might lay his hand upon us both. And beloved, uh, we have in this time state, in this dispensation, in these last days, we know who the daysman is, do we not? Look what it says. In First uh, John, we have a daysman with the Father, beloved. We have an advocate with the Father. And in First John, chapter 2, the apostle writes there, My little children, these things write un- I-, I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, indeed when we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And He is the propitiation, the sin-atoning sacrifice for our sins. And not only for our sins only, but also for the sins of the whole world. That is, the Lord Jesus Christ died for all men without distinction. I'm not saying all men without exception. I'm saying all men without distinction. Isn't it so good that we read there in John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved, does it say, the Jews, the nation Israel? No, it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not 
perish but have everlasting life. So good to know that he's a sovereign, successful Savior. And there's another uh, letter D. If you look in um, Isaiah um, chapter 28, and again, this is just the Word of God saying, again, how pleasing the Lord Jesus Christ is to the Father. And in Isaiah chapter 28, it says there in verse 5, if I'm not mistaken, It says, In that day shall the Lord of hosts be for a crown of glory and for a diadem of beauty unto the residue of his people. He's a, a diadem of beauty. That is to say, he's a, he's a crown of beauty. He's, he's, a, be- he's a beauty. <laughs> he's a beauty. Uh, if you look in uh, Matthew, we hear the same testimony. The father saying, This is my son. I, I'm, I, he's beautiful to me. He's well-pleasing in my sight. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 17, it says there, And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well-pleased. And we have the same testimony in chapter 17. In Matthew chapter 17, it says there, in the latter part, as they were uh, thinking there to put together a, a tabernacle for Moses and Elias, and the Lord Jesus Christ, while they were contemplating this, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud, verse 5 of chapter 17, which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye Him. Hear ye Him. Another portion of Scripture. Beloved, not only is He the the Savior that gets it done. Not only is He del- the, the deliverer, the diadem of beauty, but He is the, the dwelling place of His people. Uh, we could read many portions of Scripture where this could be read, but just turn and, and look there with me in Psalm 90. Psalm 90. It says there in verse 1, Lord, Thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations dwelling place just like the 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 noah's ark it's a picture of our our dwelling place in christ he is the ark of god's salvation and we flee to him and no other for there is neither salvation in any other but the lord jesus christ he said i am the way the truth and the life and no one cometh to the father except by me and then the next psalm psalm 91 it says the same thing He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He is the dwelling place of our salvation. And then in Psalm 32, another letter, D, he's the defense. I just pray one of these titles and attributes the Lord is pleased to hide in your heart, beloved, that he would comfort you. All of these are comforting. (laughs) We don't have to memorize them all. Just, Just to have one... Is sufficient. It says in uh, Psalm uh, 31, uh, verse 2, O Lord, bow down thine ear to me, deliver me speedily, be thou my strong rock for an house of defense to save me. He's our defense, beloved. He's our defense. And then we look over in Isaiah 
chapter 53, we read there, He is uh, our despised Savior. He's our despised Savior. He's not despised of His people, but we once despised Him by nature. But now we, 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 we love Him who first loved us. But it says there in Isaiah 53, verse, verse 3, Isaiah 53, verse 3, He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him, but he was despised and we esteemed him not. You know, uh, sometimes we hear, uh, when we go about our daily business, we'll hear people use our, our Lord's name like a curse word. You ever heard that? They'll say, Jesus Christ. And uh, I always take note of the fact that they don't uh, use uh, the name Muhammad or uh, Buddhist, Buddha or Muhammad or any other name. And it's a, in, in a matter of speaking, it's like uh, a tangible uh, token of, of the reality of there's only one Savior, and his name is Jesus Christ. I mean, uh, I don't want to be saying anything that uh, would be uh, silly or foolish, but uh, you almost want to say praise the Lord when you hear that, you know. <laughs> I mean, I know religious people get all upset about it, and they all get mad and huffy about it. But uh, if the Lord's not pleased to do anything, not only on the cross for that person, but it, but but in them, they're going to continue cursing His name, using His name like a four-letter uh, cuss word, even. But uh, He is our despised Savior. And then uh, this one I hadn't been familiar with, or, or didn't really. A few of them I kept on looking. If you look up uh, in, in Haggai 11.67, in Haggai, it says there in chapter 2, He is the desire of the nations. Haggai chapter 2, verse 7, And I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come. That's who the Lord Jesus Christ is. He is the desire of His elect from all the nations, and I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. And then in Jeremiah, we read there another expression, uh, Jeremiah chapter 30. He is most definitely our King, beloved. He is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. And in verse... 9 of Isaiah, uh, Jeremiah chapter 30, it says, But they shall serve the Lord their God and David their king, whom I will raise up unto them. And, beloved, he is our Lord, he is our king, and he is our God. So those are just a few of the letter Ds. I think my favorite one, Gary, is uh, done. <laughs> He's the done Savior. Everything that we need a sinner like you and a sinner like me, that we need to be saved, he has accomplished on behalf of his people. Uh, look, look what it says in Hebrews, if you would. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25. I'll, I'll begin reading in verse 24. But this man... The God-man, Jesus Christ, our 
our high priest, beloved, our advocate with the Father, because he continueth ever, because he ever liveth, hath an unchangeable priesthood. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, beloved. The Lord thy God saith, I changeth not. And because I change not, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. And then verse 25, Wherefore he is able, he's able, beloved, also to save them to the uttermost. <laughs> I love that. Uttermost. He doesn't almost save us. He saves us to the uttermost. And he does so to them that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. He is the Savior who cries upon the cross of Calvary. And I'll conclude with this last portion of Scripture. Isaiah, or rather John chapter 19. And verse 30. Now it's, it's rendered in our English Bible, our English translation, as three words in John chapter 19, verse 30. But it's only one word in the original language. But it says there in verse 30, When the Lord Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, He said, It is finished. It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. And that's connected with Hebrews chapter 1. Beloved, our Lord and God, Jesus Christ, he sat down. And in Hebrews chapter 1, it tells us why he sat down. I'm so glad he sat down, aren't you? Testifying that the work of salvation was accomplished. It says in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. Since he said it is finished, till now it is last days. He has spoken to us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of the Father's glory and the express image of, of God's person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Amen.